Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to be the first to congratulate the Las Vegas Raiders for being awarded the the ability to host the 2020 NFL Draft. Way to go, guys. Way to go. Yes. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago, poking fun at Roger Goodell's side. The NFL Draft did go off somewhat without a hitch this week. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that, and of course, we're going to talk about all the uh, the Tom Brady drama going on in Tampa Bay, because of course, it can't be more than a week of or whatever of him being there, that there can't be some type of BS drama. So stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. And welcome, welcome to the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you that are new to the show, welcome. I say it every week, and I love having new people here. What we like to do is talk about all the sports news and information from the previous week and give you some insight on what's going to happen over the next week, day, month. Who cares? Uh, Honestly, it's been a slow go recently because there's, like, no sports to actually go on. But we had this week... Oh, the NFL draft. Now, usually when the NFL draft comes on, I tune in for the first round. I stick it out until the Jets make their first pick, which is usually like third or fourth because they're terrible. And then I get to shut it off and enjoy the rest of my night. But not this time around. Oh, no, no, no. I watched it all. The seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant, I saw the entire draft because it's basically the only sport we're going to have for a little while. I need them back. Uh, so we will be talking draft tonight, of course. Uh, I had a good weekend. What about you guys? Do you have a, do you have a fun fun time? Honestly, I, I'm bored out of my mind over here. There's nothing to do. You know, we... Um, let me think. What uh, what were we working on? Uh, <laughs> nothing. I drew. I, I drew in my little notebook because that's... That's about all I can do to keep myself sane. Um, and I made my other, you know, podcast. So if you haven't checked out our uh, prediction of the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, I would highly go recommend checking that out. And you know what? If you're sitting there at home and you're thinking to yourself, huh, how else can I enjoy some more sports entertainment and news? Super easy. All you have to do is subscribe. You can find me on SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, or the Facebook. Just type in your search bar, Sports, 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 with Nick Drago. That whole thing. Type it in. I guarantee somebody will uh, somebody will find me. Anyone. Anyone out there. Somebody find me. Listen. Share with your friends, your family, your colleagues. Um, yeah. Fun times. Fun times all around. So, uh, yeah. I think that's a, that's enough about me. I don't think you want to hear about me. You want to hear about the sports, right? The sports ball. Sports ball. Uh, yeah, still nothing. You know, the NHL is uh, highly considering coming back uh, in July. So right now, the plan that the NHL is talking about, they would have four neutral sites, each one for each different division, right? It's four divisions. Um, and then they would have a, a little, little mini training camp 
finish out the season in those neutral sites, and then they would play the playoffs. So their expectation would be uh, kick back off in June with training camp and games, and then July and August would most likely be dedicated to the NHL playoffs. The problem with this is that usually training camps for hockey start up again in September, so there really isn't much of a break for some of these teams, especially the ones who are going to make it to the finals. Um, so my, my hope here is that maybe they start the next season a little bit later, at least to give some of those guys a month or two break. I don't know. Baseball is also considering starting late this year. We could be possibly seeing baseball at Christmas time, which would be, which would be interesting. NBA hasn't really made any specific announcements. They're waiting more to find out uh, what's going to happen with testing and how they could rapidly test their players. I would imagine they'll do a similar thing to what the NHL is talking about doing, at least having some kind of games. Even if there's no audience, you can still televise it and the whole world can watch. They were talking initially about some remote states like North Dakota doing some of these games. The problem is is that, yes, there's less people, uh, less uh, cases of coronavirus. The problem is, is that you also have less hotel accommodations, restaurant accommodations, because it's not just the NHL teams. It's, you know, the writers, it's the television crew members. There's a lot of in-between staff members for these hockey teams, equipment managers, healthcare staff all need lodging. They all need facilities to utilize. So that was some of the trouble that they ran into with trying to do these in, say, like, North Carolina, I think New Hampshire, yeah, Manchester, Manchester, New Hampshire was on that list, too, so I could see why it didn't work, and NFL hasn't really made any concessions just yet, except for the draft, of course, we'll get there in a second, uh, I want to go into baseball first, and I'm, God, I'm so, so angry, I am very humanly angry about this, so the uh, Major League Baseball made an announcement on Wednesday that it was going to suspend uh, well, let's before I say the suspensions, they were going to dole out punishment to the Boston Red Sox for their role in this whole uh, sign-stealing scandal. They were caught stealing signs in 2018, conveniently the same year that they won the World Series. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Were they 20... Yeah, Red Sox won it in 2018, and the Astros won it in 2017. So the Astros have already been handed their punishment. Alec, part of that, by the way, is uh, Alex Cora, who was suspended um, through the 2020 postseason because of his uh, because of the sign stealing with Houston, where he was the bench coach. But they also decided to suspend video replay system operator J.T. Watkins. Uh, he'll have no pay only through the 2020 postseason, and it's going to strip the team of its second-round draft pick. So let me get this straight, Major League Baseball. The Boston Red Sox cheat their way to a title, just like the Astros did. And, and trust me, the Astros got a slap on the wrist as well, okay? These two teams cheated their way to a title. They cheated to win and barely get a slap on the wrist? A second-round draft pick? I just... Honestly, yeah, 
I don't know. I don't know what to think of this. I think Major League Baseball should come down with some harder sanctions, um, ban them from a postseason. I would be more inclined with something like that. A hefty fine. Certain players shouldn't be allowed in the Hall of Fame. I'm looking at you, Altuve. You know, they made this whole stink about the players who cheated during the steroid era. You know, they made the whole stink about Pete Rose and the Black Sox scandal. Baseball's been marred with scandals forever. Um, And yet, this team cheats its way to a title and you have evidence of it. And you're doing nothing. At least at least with Pete Rose, the steroid guys, the Black Sox, there were some pretty heavy-handed punishments to those individuals. Pete Rose is still not allowed in the Hall of Fame, although I think minds are, are changing on that and he will likely within our lifetime be admitted. And even some of the steroid guys, sure. It's because it's been years and years and years and people's minds have finally started to change on these things. Don't just slap them with nothing and hope we all sweep it under the rug one day. I I just, ban, you know, lose a first round pick. Why, why a second round pick? I don't understand that. But then the other thought is, well, this is the Boston Red Sox. So if you severely cripple them, there goes one of your largest money-making teams in the league. And the other thought, and this goes for throughout all of major league baseball is sign stealing is not is is most likely being done in every clubhouse in some way shape or form this is the first time that there's been a major scandal regarding sign stealing um and some of the things that came out because of this are a little bit more than we're used to you know i don't think in the past they were using video replay systems or the astros using their drums in the dugout so this was a little bit more of a sophisticated system, and I can see that that's the reason why Major League Baseball is at least trying to nip it in the butt, while also, um, while also trying not to totally discourage the rest of the league from doing it. So either way, I'm a little bit upset about that. All right, let's. While we're on the subject of New England, really, this is more Tom Brady. He's not really. A f- affiliated with New England anymore, but he still kind of is. It's just people I hate. Tom Brady. Okay, where, where do I start? Should I start with the Gronkowski thing? Okay, so uh, Rob Gronkowski is opting to come out of retirement, something he's been kind of wishy-washy about for the last year. Uh, decided to come out of retirement, but only if he can be traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so he can play more with Tom Brady. I mean, that's sweet. They're friends. Julian Edelman's probably like watching them like, oh, play with you guys um the pro the problem i have with this though is gronk chose not to come back last year he waited like i, w- I want to say he waited two weeks into free agency the the past season to decide he's he's gonna retire which really screwed over the patriots then because then they had trouble finding a tight end that could you know fit his position um and now he could have come back for the Patriots two months ago and even possibly played in the playoffs with them, maybe have gotten them that win over Tennessee that they desperately needed that may have held, let, kept Tom Brady, probably not because the writing was sort of on the wall, but still, I, the whole thing's bizarre. And then Gronkowski was on The Masked Singer, which was hilarious. If you haven't checked that out, highly recommend it. The dude's nuts. Uh, but good for him. He's definitely stayed in football shape. He wants to be back out there and play. Totally get it. I totally get him wanting to play with Brady. Absolutely. 
if you're a Buccaneers fan, listen, don't hold your breath here. Gronkowski is not on the right side of 30. Uh, his last two, let's say two years in New England, he essentially became a glorified blocker. Uh, what most people will remember, though, is some of the epic catches he had in those Super Bowl games. And so they'll ignore the regular season where he really wasn't his usual self and, you know, was better off at just protecting Brady than actually catching passes. So Gronk isn't exactly the player he used to be. And now he's he's been out of football for a year and he's going to go back out there. There are a lot of question marks. Brady himself isn't an elite passer anymore. He's absolutely above average, but he's not elite. Don't. Don't expect the world. I think he has some better weapons this year, for sure. He has some much better weapons. But I'm not expecting the world of Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. I want to talk about the NFL draft. Um, Specifically, which teams had a really great draft and which teams kind of made you scratch your head. Uh, Dave Gettleman certainly made me scratch my head for the Giants. But... uh, it's fine. We'll get there. So uh, let's do this. Let's just go team by team here. Talk about some of the picks that they brought in. So start with the team that I think made out the best in this whole thing is uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, grabbing C.D. Lamb on the on C.D. Lamb should not have fallen as far as he did, and the fact that they got him in the first round is is amazing. Um, they also got Trevin Diggs from uh, Alabama, the corner, who I think is going to be a huge steal. And he'll combine well with Reggie Robinson, who they also grabbed. He's the other corner they grabbed from Tulsa in the later rounds. I think the two of them together could be a lethal combo. But now you're adding CeeDee Lamb to an already dynamic offense. Him and Amari Cooper give give Dak Prescott a lot of weapons to throw to. And then you also have Ezekiel Elliott on top of that. Cowboys are lining up to be the better team in this division. Yes, they shot themselves in the foot last year. I think this is going to be a slightly better season for them. The Ravens also had a really good uh, really good uh, draft as well. Patrick Queen in the first round from LSU. You know, the, the Ravens have a lifetime... Their, their, their lifetime mantra is run the ball and stop the ball. You already have the running game is on point. Um, although adding J.K. Dobbins very much helps with that. But now you got Patrick Queen, who's going to su- provide some much-needed support at linebacker. I think the, the Ravens... Ravens could be a Super Bowl favorite coming into this year. They're, I mean, they absolutely are a favorite. But uh, maybe over the the Mahomes... What team is that? The Chiefs? I'm just messing around. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals. I think they had a good draft as well. Joe Burrow uh, obviously is... NFL ready. Um, it's 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 hard to evaluate some of these guys and how they play, how they you know, how they translate into um, into the NFL. At least he's going from one Tiger team to another, so maybe that makes him feel comfortable. I don't know. Those are the weird things that I that I bring up. But he also they also brought in T Higgins um, and Burrow. Burrow's going to have um, he oh he's also from. Cincinnati. Look at that. Yeah, Burrow's from from Ohio, so uh, that's kind of neat. I think I think he's going to do okay with the Bengals. You know, he may need a year or two to to really get with it. It's just it's really hard to evaluate these young quarterbacks coming in. Some of them do really well. Some of them don't. Broncos had a great draft. Jerry Judy, KJ, 
Hamler? Hamler. Uh, KJ Hamler, uh, the two of them are going to create a very lethal offense. Plus, they have Melvin Gordon, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Philip Lindsay, Drew Locke, he has a lot of pieces to throw to. But Jerry Judy is going to become an absolute favorite. Him and Melvin Gordon. Dang. Um, honestly, I know I still have, I'm not sold on Drew Locke with the Broncos. I know he had some success last year. I I think that he is certainly a weak point of this team. And really, if they with with a receiving core that they have, and obviously their their defense is still very much competitive. They have a good defense. I think if they had an NFL-ready quarterback right now, you know, if they had gone out and, say, gotten a guy like Phillip Rivers, I think he would have slotted very well with them. But that's just me. Uh, the Vikings also got a nice receiver in Justin Jefferson. Really thought he was going to land with the Eagles, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. Um, did they have 17 picks in this draft? I think they did. Uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, the Vikings had a very, very good draft as well. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, they got Jeff Gladley, Gladney from uh, TCU, the corner. Uh, Ezra Cleveland, offensive tackle, absolutely needed him. Arizona, Arizona bowled in Isaiah Simmons. Um, and so I, I didn't think he was going to fall out of the top five, and he did. He landed right into Arizona's lap. I think it was an absolute smart move uh, for them, and, and the fact that they got him... Um, the, the fact they got him so early, or they got him after he fell, you know what I mean. Uh, they also got Josh Jones, who a lot of people thought was uh, kind of a steal. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Cliff King- Kingsbury, he's he's going to have a lot of uh, great defensive players to, to play around with. Uh, the Browns had a pretty good draft. Jerick Wills Jr. Um, at offensive tackle from, from Alabama. They also got uh, Greg Delpit from LSU, Jordan Elliott. Um, I think pairing Willis with Jack Conklin is a very smart move and certainly going to help Baker Mayfield, uh, because he needs as much protection as he can get. So I think that is a really smart move. Uh, Del Pitt also really great, great player. Uh, Indianapolis Colts get Michael Pittman in the first round receiver. They also got Jonathan Taylor. They got Julian Blackman, um, and they, they also drafted a, a QB as well because Philip Rivers is going to be there forever. Um, they did trade their first rounder uh, for DeForest Buckner, but I think they got some good pieces for Philip Rivers at least his first year. And, and really, the, the Colts are a very put together team. I, I think uh, I think this just makes them stronger. Jacksonville Jaguars brought in C.J. Henderson. Uh, they're kind of in the middle of a rebuild on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so bring in CJ Henderson, Kayla Von, Oh boy. Chison, Chison. Jaguars got a bunch of players with names that I don't think the natives of Florida can even pronounce to be honest with the natives of Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> least good luck Gardner Minshaw, uh, Tennessee Titans got Isaiah Wilson at offensive tackle. Um, Chris, Christian Fulton uh, from LSU, the the cornerback. I think that uh, they also got Dar- Darrington Evans from Appalachian State. He's a running back, and he's going to pair well with uh, Derrick Henry. I think the two of them can be a really nasty combination. Um, so, good 
good work for the Titans. Panthers brought in uh, Derek Brown. Uh, oh, my God. What the hell name is that? Uter Gross Matos? <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh at it. But what the hell name is that? Um, sorry. Derek Brown. Uh, they on, I, I was a little shocked that they picked him over Isaiah Sim, Simmons. Um, but I think Brown is still a fantastic player. Um, and certainly improves, certainly improves the defensive line. Detroit Lions bring in Jeff Akuda at cornerback. Um, he could very well be he. I, I, he was the best corner on the board. Um, he could be one of the best in the league. He definitely has the talent. Um, and just getting him alone pulls Detroit very high up on this list of you know teams who, who drafted pretty darn well. Miami Dolphins, of course, got Tua. QB from Alabama. Uh, they also got Austin Jackson, Noah. Oh God, I can't say that name. Igbinogni <laughs> and Raquan Davis. God dang it, Florida! Why do you draft these people? I'm not. I would not be caught dead wearing that name on a t-shirt. Anyway, um, definitely getting two off the bat was huge for Florida. Yes, he's. Coming off an injury, uh, we don't know how he's going to translate to the NFL, but this could be the best QB that Miami's had since, oh my gosh, probably Dan Marino. Uh, I can't think of any other fantastic QBs. It, it, it's all speculation at this point. The Jets had a pretty good draft as well. Yeah, Jets. Mekhi Becton, uh, the offensive tackle. I really thought they were going to go with a guy like Lamb or... Jerry Judy at receiver, somebody to, to pair with um, with Darnold's, but they did get a receiver in Denzel Mims in the second round, which was a, I think that was a pretty big steal for them. Um, you know, Joe Douglas is, is this is his first time drafting, and I'm I'm satisfied with what they got. You know, we have to see how this stuff translates onto the field. It's it's a it's just too soon. Um, I'm I'm a little more critical of the Jets, I suppose. The Chargers got Justin Herbert. At QB, he was the best quarterback left on the board. I don't think he's that fantastic. Um, but, you know, at least it gives somebody for the Chargers to build around, and he'll be going from Oregon to the big city, the big lights of Los Angeles. Uh, so he's still on the coast, at least. Um, oh, they also got uh, Kenneth Murray. They had to trade up to get Kenneth Murray um, at inside linebacker. So that that's helpful. New York Giants, yes, they drafted Andrew Thomas. I'm not really sure how I felt about this one. He was not the best tackle on the board, and he was the one they went with. But something about something they saw in, in him, Gettleman really wanted the guy. Uh, Xavier McKinney, uh, Matt Pert, and Darney Holmes were some of the other names that they tackled. So, that they sorry that they drafted. So really focused on improving the defense, uh, which obviously important. Well, I mean, Andrew Thomas's offensive line, you know what I mean? Uh, but more defensive weapons versus anything else. Uh, as long as they can protect Sparkly, that's, that's the real important thing is get Saquon the ball. Don't worry about Daniel Jones. Just get Saquon the ball. He's going to carry this team like Adrian Peterson. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Trishan Wirfs, huge, huge upside. Uh, he was uh, one of the other tackles on the board. He is going to be very... He, him and Brady are going to be very close. He's going to do a great job protecting him, I think. Uh, 49ers, uh, they're, they're, they drafted Javon Kinlaw 
and uh, Brandon Ayuk. Um, really, they 49ers don't have any holes in their roster. So all they were drafting were players that I, th- I think are going to help them out. For the Chiefs, they have a similar problem. They ended up drafting uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, who's actually he's a running back, and the running back that Mahomes asked for. So I th- obviously he's going to be somebody that is a threat on the field, somebody that the team is going to build around, and I like it. I like the pick. Mahomes, Mahomes asks, Andy Reid delivers. So I think they're all going to work very well together. Uh, New Orleans Saints brought in Caesar uh, Ruiz at center. Uh, they didn't have any picks in the final four rounds, and not a great offseason, to be honest, but it is the Saints... So, like, you can't count them out of it. This could be Drew Brees' last season. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Buffalo Bills brought in A.J. Epinesa, the defensive end from Iowa. Zach Moss from Utah, the running back. But, again, no first-round picks. Um, Espinosa was a top-15 prospect, but he had a really poor combine. Uh, performance. So kind of dropped him down. So it could be a steal. He, you know, the combine isn't everything, but it's, it's too soon to tell. Uh, Kyle Duggar was the first pick for the Patriots. They also didn't have a first round pick. Good. Sorry. I just, I don't like the Patriots. If you couldn't tell from Anything I've said in this episode. Uh, Eagles went with a receiver right off the bat. Rieger, Jalen Rieger. Again, I really thought they were going to go with um, Justin Just, Justin Je- Jefferson. but um, Or even, I mean, if Henry Ruggs had fallen that far, that would be nice. But um, Rieger, I think, will be a good... He'll, he'll be a good uh, player for Carson to throw to. You know, right now their best receiver is Deshaun Jackson. And while Deshaun can be really fantastical on the field. He spent most of the season injured. Uh, so hopefully he comes out, comes back fresh next year. Chase Young, defensive end for the Redskins. I mean, that was the obvious choice, very high on the board. They didn't have a second rounder. Um, and then uh, who's the other guy they got? Antonio Gibson, who is kind of, he, he could play running back or receiver, uh, which is, Gives them a little bit of flexibility, but overall, the Redskins didn't have a great draft. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, their first-round pick was Jordan Brooks. Um, you know, they, they've they had some misses the last few years as far as draft picks goes, so hopefully hopefully Brooks will help turn, turn things around for them. The Packers bring in Jordan Love, the QB from Utah State. Yeah, you m- might be thinking, why would they take a QB? Listen... And Rodgers has been around a long time. They need somebody who can sit behind him and learn, much like Rodgers did for Brett Favre. Green Bay has a history of strong quarterbacks. Maybe Jordan Love is the next guy in that list. Maybe we'll be hearing about him in a few years. I don't know. Los Angeles Rams, Cam Akers was probably the best player they selected, the running back from Florida State. They really Rams really focused on their offense uh, for good reason. Van Jefferson, the uh, receiver, um... Wow, I didn't know this. The Rams haven't picked in the first round since 2016 and won't <laughs> until 2022. Uh, wow, that's pretty interesting. The Rams, I mean, they made it to a Super Bowl two years ago, so good on them for doing it without making a draft pick. 
But uh, Sean McVay, you know he loves those offensive pieces, so anything he can get around Goff, he's going to do it. Uh, the Bears, not a great draft. Cole Kem- Kemet from uh, from Notre Dame, yep, tight end. Uh, he'll certainly help out. Um, but the problem is, is that the Bears have 10 tight ends on their roster. 10. So... Little surprising, Jalen Johnson, the Q, the sorry, not QB, CB cornerback. The uh, cornerback wasn't the best corner on the board either when they selected him. I'm not really sure. Oh, I'm just not really sure what they were thinking <laughs> with those two. But hey, whatever. Maybe they're just trying to build a whole team of tight ends. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers chase Claypool at receiver. Yeah, nice a nice weapon for uh, uh, that guy. You know, the tall guy. I'm just kidding. Big Ben. Big Ben uh, to throw to. They also brought in uh, Alex Highsmith and Anthony McFarlane, the running back. So a couple offensive pieces for Ben. Uh, the Falcons brought in A.J. Terrell, uh, Marlon Davidson from Auburn. There were... Uh, a lot of surprises here. So the Falcons were really hoping to trade up and get Jeff Akuda, maybe CJ Anderson. Didn't know what to do when they couldn't trade up, and so ended up picking Terrell. You know, uh, mm, there were better better players on that board. I don't know. Falcons are a mess. Ross Blacklock uh, for the defensive tackle. Uh, oh, Bill O'Brien. Did you, did anybody see the video? You gotta watch the video of Bill O'Brien flipping out during the draft. Listen, Ross Blacklock, he's absolutely an an immediate starter. I think he's, he's going to do very well for the Texans. The problem is, is the Texans need a cornerback. They need a tight end. They need offensive linemen. There are a lot of things this team needs. I don't know if Blacklock was filling some of their more glaring holes. But I think you'll have a fantastic year. The LA Raiders, they made a splash. Uh, Henry Ruggs is definitely um, definitely a much-needed offensive weapon for Derek Carr. Um, however, they drafted a lot of receivers. In fact, three, three of their first four picks... We're all receivers. And the fourth was the one. So really their top three picks were all receivers. This is just weird. Um, but they got Josh Sim- John Simpson in the fourth round, which was actually kind of a steal. Um, so I don't know. The Raiders were very low on my list, even though I really like rugs. I don't think he's as good as uh, CD lamb or Jerry Judy. Um, actually, I think Justin Jefferson, I, I really like him too. But, uh, yeah, so that was the draft. Those were the teams that drafted and how they did. Uh, If you have any differing opinions about anything I just said, shoot me one of those emails, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. This is all the stuff I have to say for today, so I'm going to give you a howdy-do. Special thanks, as usual, goes to Johanna Drago. She's the content designer, logo editor, and set designer. I said that wrong. Content editor, set designer, and logo designer of this podcast. She's also my wife, and I love her. Uh, Special thanks, as usual, to our social media warriors, Mary Kay and Gary Albert, along with... 
the other fans out there, Joe Calabro always listens in, Jorge Pajares, all the fun people. And uh, as usual, the song you hear on the show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. If you like what you heard, find me on SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, and the Facebook. Just type it, Sports, 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 with Nick Drago. Click that subscribe button, click that like button, comment, share, email, tweet, tweet, Twitter at me. I don't usually respond on Twitter, but do it anyway, because I I love Twitter. I don't love Twitter. I don't get Twitter. I should Instagram. I'm gonna, Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do an Instagram. I don't know what I would take pictures of, though. Like, would it just be me every week sitting in this chair? Hilarious. All right, anyway, email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Folks, I am super tired. Thank you for a wonderful evening of sports talk. And I'll see you next week. Caw-caw!